0: Yeah. Hi. Good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell. It is Thursday, the 9th of March, and it is 2023. Good morning uh, through broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ q Q693 AM in Queensland, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast, Daniel Pedgrew, with you number the same, one one 1170 or you can text 0457-736-736, all ahead of breakfast with Vossi, and Brandy coming up in an hour's time. Queensland listers, as per usual, uh, at least for another what, month until daylight Savings, you'll catch uh, the first hour of that, then Padden Heels along from 6 a.m. local time for you. A big show for you this morning as well over the course of the next hour. A lot of focus, rightly so, on the NRL and heading into round two, and we'll get stuck into that in just a second. But, of course, the fourth and final test uh, begins a little later on as well between Australia and Australia and India. Uh, Andrew Menzel from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast will be on the line to talk about all the things happening in the cricket, uh, some of the bigger issues coming out of the third test and, well, uh, we'll see what happens in that fourth test. So we'll have a chat with Andrew in about fifteen minutes, actually, uh, to have a chat with him uh, in about half an hour. Now, John Gallo would usually join me on a Friday, but uh, he is going to join me today. He's got to be on a plane to Melbourne early hours tomorrow morning. So we thought, no, we would get him on uh, the line today. So he'll join me in about half an hour to preview another big weekend of the EPL. Plus your calls, your texts, on anything you want to talk about in sport on this Wednesday, on this Thursday morning. Oh four five seven seven. 736-736 or 1300-01-1170. It's two past five in New South Wales, two past four in Queensland. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yeah, built tough for Aussie conditions. Ask your plumber for Australia's favourite and install a Rheem. Plenty of things on our agenda uh, this morning. Uh, myself and Charlie Goodsir tomorrow morning will give a preview of rounds Two of the NRL, of course, with the exception of tonight's game, which we'll touch on in just a second, but uh, throughout the show today and tomorrow as well. But it is the start of the round today, so I want your predictions for round two of the NRL. Are we going to see more upsets? Are we going to see some of the Premiership heavyweights hit back? Uh, what's your predictions? What's going to be your headline after round two of the National Rugby League? 0457 736736 or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, and just on tonight's match as well, it seems that Latrell Mitchell will play, uh, even though he picked up that injury last weekend against the Cronulla Sharks. Looks like he will play, and Penrith, it'll be interesting, won't it? Um, lost the World Club Challenge, lost last week, albeit by a point to the Brisbane Broncos. Way too early to write the Penrith Panthers off this year. Um, I would still probably have the most Premiership favourites, but. As I've said a couple of times uh, this week, I think it is only round two, but I think for early on in the season, tonight's match between the Panthers and the South Sydney Rabbitohs, we'll just show where both clubs are at. Uh, Who are you tipping tonight? You reckon Souths will make it two from two? Penrith start the year zero from two, or do you expect them to bounce back? A bit of me, uh, and it's a really hard game to tip, maybe the hardest one of the weekend, one of the hardest ones of the weekend. A bit of me think Souths will win, but I just struggle to see Penrith losing two in a row. It's going to be a really interesting game. Who are you on tonight? South Sydney to make it two from two or Penrith to fight back? And your predictions for round two of the National Rugby League, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 70. Now a team that did not feature in round one of the NRL was the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Now there's been a lot of people including myself, unfortunately, uh, who has t- who have tipped the Dragons for the Wooden Spoon this year. I don't know many people that have the Dragons. Actually, I don't know anyone that has the Dragons in their top eight this year. Uh, one of the shining lights for the Dragons last year was Ben Hunt. And he has rubbish predictions that his side are favourites for the Wooden Spoon. Um, he told the Sydney Morning, Morning Herald that he believes the Dragons are a finals team And called for the board to back under siege coach Anthony Griffin and the team to get results this year. So he told the Sydney Morning Herald, we're not getting the wooden spoon. I don't care who says it, we're not getting it. We're a lot better than that. I think we're a genuine finals team. We need to be. I generally think we are. You need a lot to go your way in rugby league. If we can stay fit with no suspensions and keep our full team out there every week, we'll be a good team. Now, Groovin has reportedly been given the first two months of the season to prove he is the right man to take the club forward, but Hunt believes conjecture surrounding the coach's future is is an unneeded distraction for the team. He said, I'd encourage the board to really just back him. There's nothing worse than being in the situation we are now, where everyone is coming for your head and you've got the board second-guessing the coaching staff. You need to be all in. You've got to back your guy. At the end of the day, If you get to the end of the season and it hasn't worked out, then make your decision. Don't get five, six, seven or eight games in and start second-guessing what we're doing because then everything will uh, turn bad. I'd encourage them just to back us. Ben Hunt, of course he's not going to come out and say they're going to win the wooden spoon. I don't think any player from any club is going to say, oh, yes, we're favourites for the wooden spoon and we're going to win the wooden spoon. Um, Do you think they are a finals team? I I just can't see... The Dragons doing much this year. Look, that, they will win some games. And Ben Hunt was sensational for the Dragons and has been for the past few years. But he's come out and said they're definitely not going to get the wooden spoon. Definitely not getting it. Now, I hope for his sake and Dragons fans' sake, he's right. Um, And, and the talk around Anthony Griffin as well. Reportedly being given the first two months of the season. Look, I have no doubt that would be somewhat of a distraction to the players however on the flip side of that you'd have to think that it may be a distraction for the players but if they want Anthony Griffin to remain there long term and get rid of that distraction they just have to play good footy Um, do you think Griffin sees out the year at the Dragons O four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred o one eleven seventy. And if you are a Dragons fan, or look, even if you're not, if um, if not Anthony Griffin to coach the Dragons long term, who would you like to see as coach of the St George Illawarra Dragons? Would you like to see a club legend back in there? Would you like to see someone else? Jason Riles is a name that always gets mentioned around coaching. Um, it's part of the Sydney Roosters set up at the moment may well be the next one in line. O four five seven seven three six seven three six is the text number, or you can call the open line. Have you say any time one 1170 Dragons fans, NRL fans, does Griffin last the year? Is Ben Hunt right that the distraction it shouldn't be there? And do you agree with him? Do you do think he? They do not make. Do you think they do not win the Wooden Spoon? And if not Griffin to coach the Dragons, who should? Who is the right coach to get them back on track? 0457 736 736. This is all before they've played a game this year. Um, So there you go. 1-300-01-11-70. 0457 736 736. We'll get to your text in a second. Uh, This is an interesting one. Former NRL star Blake Ferguson has vented his anger at the game claiming he has been denied help to cover medical costs with the repair of his nose, which he has broken eight times. So the ex-test, a New South Wales state of origin winger, he took to social media last night uh, to detail his angst at allegedly being ineligible for financial assistance. Ferguson claims that he has been rejected by the game because he has not played in the NRL since 2021 with Parramatta. Um, and his post resulted in a landslide of support from some of the game's biggest names, including Andrew Fafita, Josh Adokar, and Latrell Mitchell, who described the situation by replying, um, bums and seats for a game that forgets their biggest assets. Another supporter uh, alleged Ferguson was being kicked to the curb. So Ferguson, who helped English club Lee achieve promotion in the UK Super League last year with 21 tries in 17 games, he went on Instagram last night writing with a supporting photo of his badly damaged nose. After 15 years in the NRL system, playing 249 games, four NRL teams winning a grand final, seven, game, seven to- games for the Kangaroos, nine games for the New South Wales Blues, winning the Harry Sunderland medal and breaking my nose over eight times you'd think they would fix it as I dedicated my life and body to the game. But no, I've been told I went to Japan and England and it has been over 12 months since I last played in the NRL, so that I'm not, I'm not eligible for the medical treatment to fix it. In a separate post, Ferguson wrote, surely I can be compensated for ruining my face. This wouldn't have happened if I just played for the local footy team. What do you make of that? Uh, 0457 736, 736 or 1300 01 11 70. Blake Ferguson Has broken his nose eight times in the course of playing rugby league. Hasn't played NRL since 2021 for the Eels. And he wants the NRL, he wants the rugby league to pay to fix his nose. 0457 736 736. And this is a bigger issue as well, and it's been in the news recently. We've had the whole NRL and RLPA dispute. Should there be, uh, for want of a better word, a health fund for players and ex-players? Should the NRL be helping not just Blake Ferguson out, but other players out? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Andrew Fafita added, someone's got to help Fergie Ferg. Um, Latrell Mitchell said, regardless of how long you're out of the game, you should be compensated for your dedication. And Sando Earl said, rally around our man Fergie. Do you support what Blake Ferguson is saying? Do you think he should be compensated by the game to fix his injury? And should it be commonplace that the game, no matter how long you've been out of the game, if it is an injury that is sustained playing the game, should they be compensated? Oh uh, four five seven seven three six seven three six or oh four five uh, or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Um, yeah. It, it look there's no doubt there has to be protection. Of players, um, and obviously, if Blake has broken his nose eight times, that is not good. Do you agree with him, though? Do you think he should? Do you think the NRL should pay for that? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. And just before a break, Jason Tomalolo has revealed his interest in playing State of Origin as the ARL Commission ramps up a review of eligibility rules that could clear the Cowboys wrecking ball to play for Queensland. As he prepares for tomorrow night's blockbuster against the Broncos at Suncorp Stadium, uh, Tom Alolo told News Corp he would relish the prospect of featuring in another derby, taking on the Blues in the famous maroon jumper. Uh, we know he's one of the most uh, explosive forwards in the league. Uh, Queensland have twice attempted to poach Tom Alolo. Their first attempt was in 2012, and then more recently, two years ago, uh, when. Uh, Paul Green made subtle inquiries about Tomololo. At the time, NRL CEO Andrew Abdo closed the door, but a possible change to Origins eligibility rules could clear the path for the Cowboys co-captain to play for Queensland, if not this season, then for 2024 and beyond. Um, So it'll be interesting to see what would happen. It's always been a question that has popped up, he has said. I'll wait until the rules are decided and we'll go from there. But it would be awesome to play Tonga and Queensland. Origin is the best arena with the best ma- names. If representing it representing the Maroons is something that has definitely crossed my mind, but I guess we'll see if the rules change and whether they let me play. It would also let the likes of Victor Radley play. ARL Commission boss Peter Valandis says we're currently looking into it uh, as we speak. Wayne Pearce is in consulting and getting some views from key stakeholders on whether we change the state of origin eligibility. We might change it. We might not. Wayne is the right man to do the job, and he is doing it at the moment. Um, This is another interesting one. Do we want players... Look, we want the best players playing state of origin. There's no doubt about that. But players that have committed to play for New Zealand, Tonga, Samoa, England, or Great Britain, should they be eligible for... State of Origin, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. As I said, that would also mean the likes of Victor Radley, uh, who elected to play for England in last year's World Cup, would be allowed to play State of Origin for New South Wales if they do change the rules. Should we be changing it? Or once you've made that commitment to those other countries, that's your choice. Or do you think we should see the best of the best in State of Origin and they are still eligible to play for their countries in international football in a World Cup. 0457 736 736 or 1300011170. 11 70. So that's just a bit on the agenda on this Thursday morning. Your tip for tonight Penrith, are they going to go 0 from 2? South Sydney, are they going to go 2 from 2? Or do you see Penrith hitting back? Uh, ben Hunt's comments about the Dragons not winning the wooden spoon. And Anthony Griffin, he's got two months, apparently, to prove himself. Does Anthony Griffin see out the year? And if not Anthony Griffin, who should be the Dragons coach? Dragons fans, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 11 Blake Ferguson has come out on social media overnight and said that he's broken his nose eight times in the course of playing rugby league. He hasn't played in the NRL since 2021, but he wants the NRL and rugby league to compensate him for this. Should this be happening? He's got support from Latrell Mitchell, Josh Carr Andrew Fafita. Should the NRL help Blake Ferguson pay for his broken nose? And should the NRL be giving these players a health fund? O four five seven seven three six seven three six or 1300 one three hundred zero one eleven seventy in state of origin eligibility. Should it be a free for all, basically? These players from Tonga, Samoa, England, should they also be allowed to play in state of origin? Or have, once you've made your choice, you've made your choice. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 11 70. Tech's already flying in. I'll get to them after the break. Plus, Andrew Mentzel from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast will join me as we look ahead to the fourth and final test in India. It is 17 past five in New South Wales, 17 past four in Queensland. This is Tradey's News in a Nutshell. 21 past five in New South Wales, 21 past four in Queensland. Andrew mentzel Menes from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast in just a sec. Just an early taste of the text on 0457 736736. This from uh, James. After Ben Hunt's comments, was he immediately tested for an HIA? Uh, I don't think he was. And, and look, to be fair to Ben Hunt, he, he's not going to come out and say, oh, yes, the Dragons are going to win the wooden spoon. Um, but uh, I I can't see them making the finals, but I could be happily proved uh, wrong. Thank you, James. Very good text. Uh, This from uh, Jimbo the Dragon. Uh, Good morning, Dan. Say what you want about the Dragons. They still managed two points in round one and currently sit above the Roosters on the ladder. Very good point. Now, let's see what happens at the end of the year and whether the Dragons are still ahead of the Roosters on the ladder by that point in time. But you are right. The Dragons sitting on two points. And look, they have a very good chance to win this weekend as well. Uh, So currently they are above the Roosters. They're also above the Panthers as well at the moment. Thank you, Jimbo. Uh, And this one on uh, the Blake Ferguson situation from Camalo. I think it's ridiculous. He got paid well for playing. Yeah, if you're just switching on the radio, uh, talking about a lot of things this morning, talking about Ben Hunt believes the Dragons won't win the wooden spoon. Fair enough. He also says the board should be all in on Anthony Griffin. Apparently Griffin's got two months to prove himself. Uh, Ben Hunt says, let's just wait until the end of the year. Um, do you think Griffin lasts the year? And also, um, if not Griffin, who should be coaching the dragons? Uh, However, the main two topics uh, that have got people talking. Also, want your predictions as well uh, this morning for tonight's game and the weekend ahead. Myself and Charlie will do a preview of the remaining games tomorrow morning on the show. But also uh, this morning, Blake Ferguson—he's broken his nose eight times. He's come up, come out on social media last night and says the NRL have not compensated him for this. This—he's got great support from the likes of Latrell Mitchell, Josh Addo, Carr, Andrew Fifita. Should the NRL? be helping Blake Ferguson fix his broken nose. And more widely, should there be some kind of health fund for the players? And they're looking at changing the state of origin eligibility rules to see the likes of Jason Tomalolo and Victor Radley able to play state of origin. Do you think it should be a free fall for state of origin? Or once you've committed to playing for these international teams, and look, that's exactly what Jason Tomalolo, exactly what Victor Radley did and others... Should you then be allowed to play State of Origin as well? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. Back to your text shortly, but before this, we've got to talk some cricket. Now on Tradies News, let's get the latest in cricket. Now that found where you're at, Time to talk cricket now. We're waiting round two of the National Rugby League, but of course the Fourth and final test in India gets underway a little later on today to talk all about it and some of the other big issues in cricket from Cricket Unfiltered. The podcast is Andrew Menzel. Menez good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, Dan. You must uh, be happy. In fact, about a week ago, just over a week ago, you declared on this show that Australia was going to win the third test and there was a couple of nervous moments, but in the end, a pretty <laughs> com- comprehensive and convincing win to Australia in that third test.
1: Yeah, I have to say when we lost six for 11 yeah. on the second day and then when Kawaja was out, second ball of the chase, I did start to get a bit nervous. A bit worried? But in the end, it, yeah, a little bit worried, but <laughs> it was a great performance by mm. the Aussies. Uh, backs against the wall. Uh, they really bounced back after a couple of stinging defeats. Look, it was kind of what I said in our chat last week, that Mm. it is kind of Australia's best 11 now for these conditions. Mitchell Stark is a better bowler than Pat Cummins on the subcontinent. Cameron Green gives them another pace bowling option, batting at six. And then the spinners, Kuhneman, Lyon and Murphy, have really developed on this tour. And probably given the selectors a huge... um, boost to see how Murphy and Tooneman have taken to test cricket.
0: Yeah, exactly. And one of the interesting talking points out of the third test was Steve Smith. Now, we know Pat Cummins is in Australia. He's going to miss uh, the next test as well. And uh, the reasons for him being back here is awful. um, And we send all our best wishes to him and his family. But just looking at it from a cricketing point of view alone, um, and I want to have a bit more of a chat with you about this, but what did you make of Steve Smith as captain in that third test?
1: Yeah, he was, he was a great captain. He, he reads the game so well in those conditions. And he said afterwards that captaining on the subcontinent is kind of like a game of chess. Mm. You're moving fielders slightly, you're making small adjustments. And you could see he was so invested in the game. He really, um, you know, led the team with such vigour. And on that second day when the game could have slipped away, he took charge and it was just a superb performance. Uh, He said afterwards, this is Pat Cummins' team. Mm. He hasn't got any aspirations to take over the captaincy on a full-time basis. That's what he said. Mm. But, um, yeah, it was just a great performance. I do sort of want to push back, though, on a couple of things I heard from Andrew McDonald after the the match. Mm. He said that the win in the third test was a validation of their methods on (laughs) tour. But but I think that's a bit of a stretch. When you lose the first two test matches so convincingly, I I don't Mm. think you've got it right. I think, sure, they bounced back, and they should be given an enormous amount of credit for that. But uh, they did get some things wrong. They did collapse badly in the second test. They almost uh, threw away the third test. So, look, I think they're still developing on, in those conditions. I think it's a bit much to say. Kind of, I mean, they, they lost the series in the first two tests. So that, that's disappointing. Um, the Border Gavaskar trophy is gone. Um, and then Andrew McDonald was, I don't know, I don't know who fell for this, but he was talking about how Alex Carey pulled off a great stumping to get Sharma on the, the first day. And look, I like him backing Carey. He's a great mm. keeper, but it was it's barely above regulation. It was, um, you know, Carey saw it all the way. It was well away from Sharma's body. He came down the pitch and it spun away from Koonum. And And if a keeper misses that, he would
0: be very disappointed. So
1: look, a lot of spin coming from, the the Australian team on the field and off the
0: field. Yeah, just on Steve Smith, and we had a bit of a discussion about it on this show uh, the past couple of days. Now, you just said there that he has no aspirations to take over as uh, captain once Pat Cummins does return, but there was a bit of talk on social media about, and I know various other shows on SEN as well, saying that... Wouldn't it be good if Steve Smith was to captain England, uh, to Australia, to England for the Ashes? Now, I know we don't see it happening, but w- probably would you be a supporter of it is probably a bit too harsh on Pat Cummins, but it would be interesting to see. Yeah, look, there's, there's a couple of
1: factors. I think generally you want a top order batter yep. as your captain. I just think it makes it easy. You can see how difficult it is for Pat Cummins when he's trying to you know bowl really fast aggressive spells and, mm. and captain the side so he leans on steve smith a lot but it shouldn't be forgotten you know pat cummins is a, is a, a great figure off the field he's well liked he's a great media presence and he he's just very presentable as the face of australian cricket a lot of a lot of hardliners say steve smith had his chance and unfortunately mm. sandpapergate happened under his watch and he shouldn't be given the full-time captaincy again. Mm. But if Pat Cummins were to say, look, this might be a bit too much for me captaining the side and bowling, uh, Steve Smith would be the perfect fit. But I think the balance is pretty good at the moment. If Pat Cummins needs a rest, Smith's there. So, yeah, it's a difficult one. I like Smith as captain, um, but, you know, there's, when the pressure's on him when he was captain before, he did crack a little bit. So um, he's matured since Sam Papergate. He's, Totally different man, Um, but I just have a feeling they won't go back to him.
0: No, I don't think they will either. Now, someone that copped a bit of flak in the opening two tests, Nathan Lyon, he returned back to form in that third test.
1: Oh, just a magnificent 11-wicket performance, and he's approaching 500 test wickets. And, you know, Nathan Lyon doesn't get many opportunities to bowl in conditions like that in um, India, where the ball's turning. And... You can just see how well he's bowled with assistance from the pitch. You know we forget that because we've seen bowl on a flat Australian wicket, but the way he was able to lead that spin attack, and Kuhneman and Murphy have bowled well, but Lyon was far and away the best spinner for Australia in that test. And you know he's thirty five, four hundred and seventy one Test wickets. I think he's got a good few years in him left. So um, you know he's got some competition now from Murphy and Kuhneman, but yeah, just a great performance. And I think the the health of spin bowling in this country all of a sudden is looking a lot better.
0: Uh, just quickly, uh, Todd Murphy, Kuhnerman, um how many games, and I know we are looking a bit ahead in a few months' time, do you expect them to be featuring heavily in the Ashes, at least Todd Murphy?
1: Yeah, I wonder who they'll take to England. Mm. Totally different conditions. I mean, Mitchell Swepson, the leg spinner, was also um, taken to the tour but has gone home. I think um, Murphy's probably the second spinner for the England tour. They'll, they'll have him there, so if Lyon gets injured, Murphy just slots in there as the off spinner. So I think you'll probably see Murphy and Lyon go. Um, Kuhneman, though, is making a pretty compelling case, um, but I think you'll see the two offies.
0: All right, final test begins later on today. You'll hear it across the SEN network. Do you think Australia can level up the series at two all?
1: Well, I mean, there's going to be a huge crowd there tonight with uh, Anthony Albanese and the Indian Prime yes. Minister expected to be there. They're ex- expecting a world record crowd of around 110,000. Mm. So the atmosphere is going to be incredible. Uh, there's no, there's a lot of confusion around what the pitch is going to do. But I think Australia has a real chance at uh, winning this match and levelling the series to all. I guess the counter to that is India need to win this match to get into the World Test Championship final. So they're going to be extremely motivated uh, but i think what we've seen in this series is india's batting, top order batting is a bit vulnerable so the, the door is open for australia i'm going to say they're going to walk away with a two all series
0: draw all right you think australia will get the second test and if they and the fourth test and level up to all and I tell you what if they do it'll be a massive turnaround since that second test and uh, maybe the public will be back on site even more than they are now after that third mm. test. Uh what's coming up in your podcast with Paul and Jalisa mate? I tune in
1: paul and I'll be
0: um doing daily raps from the fourth test, so have a listen for
1: those and look if Australia does level at two all it will be a great achievement. Mm. It'll be frustrating for me though because you know, they were so they, Probably so close to making history and winning in India.
0: Yeah. So um,
1: it's a what could have been moment, Dan.
0: Exactly. How many days does it last this time? <laughs> <laughs>
1: and if they get into the fourth day, we'll all be surprised. So uh, look, I just hope there's some cricket on the weekend. So I hope it does get
0: into the fourth day. Be a miracle if it got past day three. You're <laughs> going on the first three tests, but we'll wait and see. Men, it's great stuff. Uh, we'll chat to you again next week and wrap up the entire series. Thanks, Dan. Andrew Mensel from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast. <laughs> Yeah, good to chat with Manners. We'll chat with him again next week. Your interest in the cricket, your interest levels, are they still up there? 0457 736 736. Will you be tuning in on SEN and also uh, on Fox today to watch it? 0457 736 736. And do you think Australia can win that test? one 300 11 70 A couple more texts before the break. This from the Yeovil treatment asking for your predictions this weekend. He says, hi, Dan. Given how hard it is to get out eight out of eight in our tipping competitions, pretty sure there will be upsets this week just difficult to know which games will we uh, will throw up that upset I'm very interested to see if the Dolphins can go back to back. They've got the Raiders on Saturday night. Would nice to see it would be nice to see a headline saying the Dolphins topped the ladder after round 2 that from the Oval Truman. I give them a shot against Canberra. If they play like they did against the Roosters, they're they're a good chance. Um and Graham said in terms of the Blake Ferguson situation, Blake had enough uh, has earned enough money to pay his own nose. That from Graham. Yeah, Blake Ferguson has come out overnight and um, said on social media that he broke his nose eight times in rugby league but wants the NRL to compensate him and help pay for that. And he's got um, support from some big names. Latrell Mitchell, Josh Adokar, Andrew Rafida Should the NRL be helping Blake Ferguson out? Um, and, the, and the state of origin eligibility rules. Should they be changed? So the likes of Jason Tomololo, Victor Radley can play not just for their state but also for their country, Tonga, England. And so on. Would you support that? O four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred O one eleven seventy. We'll take a break. Stack of text there, I'll get to them after the break, and we'll talk a bit of soccer or football with John Gallow. Yes, nice to have your company on this uh, Thursday morning, 0457 736 736 is our text number, or you can call the open line 1300 01 E 1170. Good to have you company. Vossi and Brandy coming up for breakfast uh, in about 20 minutes, and then uh, it will be Pat and Heels uh, will get breakfast. First hour of Vossi and Brandy for breakfast, and then Pat and Heels Uh, from 6am local time. Uh, Just having a few issues establishing a connection with um, the wonderful John Gallo, unfortunately, to talk all things uh, football, just a few technical issues. So we might just have to uh, skip that today. Unfortunately, we'll just try and get him back on the line one more time. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Dan says, good morning. Uh, it's just about money, mate. This is, in rele- uh, this is in relation to the state of origin. It's just about money, mate. Plain and simple as that. If internationals are paid 50000 like origin and three get to boot instead of two, um, 10k for internationals, that you might only have one game or none. Year to year, as there is no official international scheduled. Well, while there is no international scheduled for a while, I don't think I don't know what's at the end of this rugby league season. Um, but um, what we'll uh, wait and see. Uh, sorry, still no uh, line, unfortunately, to John Gallo. So we'll talk to him uh, next week. He's got to go to Melbourne, uh, so we'll chat to him next week. Um, yes, you're right about the internationals. Obviously, three state of origins every year. That's always going to happen. The internationals is. Interesting. Um, I was at the World Cup final last year when uh Australia played Samoa. Um, and I it was in Manchester. Um, and I know obviously Vossi, but a lot of other people were there for a much longer period of time. Dan, um, and to have Samoa in the final, uh, and this is just one team. You can talk about Tonga. You can talk about obviously England when they played at the World Cup last year. But it is fantastic to see. And look. The result, Australia won, and I think everyone was expecting Australia to beat Samoa. But the growth of the international game over the past few years, and COVID certainly didn't help that, has been good. And it's been important that we've seen these big-name players commit to playing for their countries and put international footy ahead of state of origin. Now, I have no issue, Dan, if people put um, state of origin ahead of international football. It's really personal choice. But... Now, I suppose one argument to it is can you, if you do put your country ahead of state of origin and you're able to play both, then maybe that's beneficial for players. But I still think that if you've made a commitment, and I know there's different rules for different uh, international teams, but if you've made a commitment to play for your country and that means you can't play state of origin, then you've made that commitment, haven't you? Um, oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Um, yeah. Uh, look, I I just think you've made that commitment, and that commitment is there. Uh, what do you reckon? Uh, and, and as I said, look, as I was trying to say, the the most of the crowd at Old Trafford that day were going for Samoa. Now, a lot of them were English fans as well. However there were a lot of Samoan fans there as well. And it was a great atmosphere. In the end, Australia won. It was closer than expected. And look, I'm one that thinks there should be more international football than less. Now, State of Origin is considered the pinnacle of the game. And, you know, probably quite rightly so. But International Rugby League is growing. um, And having been over there just for a week. and, And just on that Saturday when the final was on in Manchester, the pubs were packed. Now, there wasn't any EPL on, I don't think that weekend because it was in the lead up to the football world cup beginning. But the interest level was definitely there. The pubs had it on. Um, obviously a big crowd at old Trafford. disappointing that England weren't there, but we'll get around to the next world cup in a couple of years time. And we'll see some one-sided score lines. And the only way to fix that in my opinion, anyway, is to play more international football, not less. What do you reckon? 736 7, 7, or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy? And should they be able to then play for their state as well? Uh, a few more texts on that. I'll get to that in a second. This from the Chook Man in relation to Blake Ferguson. If you're just switching the radio on, he's put on social media overnight that he broke his nose eight times playing the N- playing in NRL, but. The NRL are not helping him pay to repair his broken nose because he hasn't played in the NRL since the end of 2021 for the Eels. Um, Do you think the NRL should be helping Blake fix his nose? And should there be a health fund for players? Look, obviously, we have to look after our players. Um, Latrell Mitchell, Josh Adokar... Have supported him in this? I'm not so sure. Chookman says, maybe the NRL can pay for my blood pressure tablets when watching my team after last week. That from the Chookman, a Roosters fan, obviously. Yes, the blood pressure was probably rising a little, especially in that second half. Yeah, the, the fans, if you're really into rugby league, and most people that are listening to this show now clearly are, if you're really into watching rugby league, uh, listening to Rugby League on the radio and going to games and your team's not performing well, it can be very stressful or in a finals game when it's close, when it's all on the line. I don't think though, no truck the NRL is going to be doing that, but good suggestion. Uh, Big G uh, says, morning, Dan. Uh, what a load of rubbish. Rubbish! If they bring in this rule for Origin, I'll never watch Origin again. Cheers, the Big G. Well, Peter Volandi said that Wayne Pearce is looking at it. Uh, they may not or they may bring it in for either this year or maybe 2024. I'm sort of on the side that if you've made your commitment, and as I say, there's different rules for different countries, and we understand that, But and there's different tiers, and we learned all about that during the World Cup last year. But if you've made your commitment to put your country ahead of your state, which I think is a very good decision, then that is what you've decided to do. It shouldn't, I don't think it should be a free for all, even though it would be great to see the likes of Jason Tomalolo, Victor Radley running around in state of origin, but there are different rules. I think what does confuse people are that there are different rules for different countries, different players. It is all a little confusing. Look, I don't think they should be changing the rules, but I have a feeling they probably will. Thank you, Big G. This from the Kingswood Welder. Hi, Dan. That will do me regarding Fergo's broken uh, nose. What's next? Uh, Will he want the NRL to pay for a head of hair? Kingswood Welder. Well, probably not, but you never know. Uh, The predictions are asking for your predictions this weekend. Dan on the text saying, Prediction, Bulldogs beat Melbourne without Munster. I was on the overnight crowd last night talking with Manny, uh, Manny Donald, who hosts the overnight crowd. He filled in for Manny Cooks the other day, the other week on Tradies. Um, and I said, look, if the Bulldogs can shut down Harry Grant, they're in for, and Jerome Hughes, they're in for a real chance against the Melbourne Storm this weekend. No Cam Munster. Obviously, no Ryan Pappenhausen. Munster out for another two or three weeks. Pappenhausen out uh, for longer than that. Yeah, I give the Bulldogs a big shot this weekend. Uh, Adam says, morning, Dan, go the bunnies tonight. I'm listening into your show on SEN. I'm up early this morning. I believe it's South's best chance to beat the Panthers. Look, I think they're a real hot chance South Sydney tonight. I'm actually tipping South Sydney. If Latrell Mitchell plays, if Latrell Mitchell doesn't play, we'll wait and see. But uh, yeah, I do think, um, yeah, I, I do think that South's are a huge chance. Just, just something at the back of my mind, wondering if Penrith will be able to fight back, though. Uh, Another text. uh, Latrell supporting Fergus' claims against the NRL are laughable. Did Latrell chip in on the medical cost for Joey Manu's jaw? Uh, I doubt it. No. Uh, This from the Oval Treatment. Uh, uh, Hi, Dan. Can see both sides of the argument with regard to whether state of origin should include Tier 1 countries. However, I still think they need to make the rules around where junior football was played more simple because the past controversies around players like Inglis, Kiri, etc. seem to give fans more headaches. Yep, understand uh, that as well. It does get very, very confusing. And one more before I break this from Gary saying, says it's getting out of control. These guys are getting a fortune while they are playing. Ferguson did his dash well in Japan. They just keep waiting and, sorry, they just keep wanting and wanting that from Gary. Yeah, look, I think we have to support our players 100%. A lot of talk about concussions and everything at this moment in time, and we totally understand that. I would be surprised, though, if Blake could not afford to fix his own nose, but I do understand there is a more serious element to it. But should the NRL be paying for players like this? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. We'll finish off with more of your texts right after this. Yeah, good to have your company. Uh, Not too long left. Apologies for not talking to John. He's going to send through his predictions for the EPL this weekend and we'll talk to him uh, tomorrow uh, we'll talk to him next Tuesday but I'll read out his predictions tomorrow on the show uh let's f- let's finish off with some text this one from Jason looking forward to Saturday night heading uh, to Amy Park in Melbourne to watch the storm up against the Bulldogs yep should be a good game uh this no name but ends in 663 who forced Blake Ferguson to play in the NRL he entered the game at his own risk. Uh, yeah, well, there is that uh, thought as well. This one from Daryl in Melbourne. No way. This in relation to state of origin eligibility rules. No way. No open house. New South Wales first. Queensland has traditionally been the final selection point for kangaroo honours a last chance for many young Aussies to realise their dream of playing for Australia. If these other guys, many of them have learnt the game here in Australia and don't mind taking the monetary rewards, don't want to play for Australia, then too bad. Why feather uh, other countries' nests? State of Origin is surviving very well with guys who actually have the passion, which is what it's all about that from Daryl in Melbourne yep I look I agree with you this one uh from Michael if you play for Samoa you're Samoan not a Queensland a simple Yep, I don't think it should be a free-for-all either. And this one uh, from Jason. Dan, why do current and past NRL players believe they're entitled for money handouts from the NRL forever? Surely the players as part of the RLPA should set up a health fund slash benefit form taking a small percentage from every player's salary. Thanks, Jason in Windsor. Thank you, mate. Thank you for all your texts. Great stuff again this morning. Coming up on breakfast with Fossey and Brady, Michael Karianas, Wally the Statsman, and the boys will give their tips for round two of Of the NRL tomorrow. We'll preview all the rest of the round two action with Charlie Goodsir and Chris Perkins from America. Thanks for your company today. Breakfast with Rossi and Brandy follows the news. I'll see you tomorrow for the final one of the week.